Welcome to Verbal Art, a podcast where we talk about artsy stuff in different locations. Ready? Yes. So we are running. Um, welcome to Verbal Art uh, with me, Senya Ram. This is uh, this art podcast where I interview artists on specific locations about what they do and how they do it and why. Um, and today I am here with Lauda Dalberg in Ham. Um, this is the second episode in a row that we do here in Ham. Last one was with Clément Biro, who told about being a technician here. And now Lauda is exhibiting here uh, in the same gallery space that Harina Reina was exhibiting in, in one of the very first episodes, I think episode number five. So, do you want to introduce yourself, Laura? Yes. Um, my name is Laura Dalberry. Uh, I'm a visual artist. Uh, I've studied in uh, my BA in um, Imatra, actually, in the University of Applied Sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I did my MA in the University of the Arts. Helsinki. Where we know each mm-hmm. other from. Yeah. And Imatra, for those who don't know, is a smaller city uh, almost on the border of Russia in the southeast of Finland. Yeah, very tiny. Are you from tiny. there? No, I'm not. I'm from central Finland, actually, okay. from Iväskylä originally. So moved around a bit. Yeah, moved around in Finland. Okay, yeah. so was it an art bachelor you studied? Yeah, it was uh, fine arts as well. Okay. Yeah. And we are here in your solo exhibition that is called uh, Abiotic Variables Feed Alien Babies. It's a long title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> Maybe it's too long, but then I was like, well, let's do it anyway. I, I don't mind. I like long t- uh, titles that feel like um, quotes from a movie or a book or something. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. Or something that feels like a working title that someone has just stuck with, that it's like the name of the scene, but then like, yeah, yeah. let's just call it that. And I felt like I wanted to, because there's like two installations in the exhibition, so it was hard to kind of come up with a title that could be... For both rooms. For both, yeah. So then I was like, yeah, I will just have the title as the names are for the installations as well. So yeah, we there are two rooms and we're in the back room right now. And so the two, like the works are related, but they are two separate installations. Yes, yes. Can you help describe this room to our audience? We will walk to the front room after. So I think let's just start here. Can you help like yeah. visually tell how it looks here? Yeah, uh, this back room uh, of the gallery is quite dim. Uh, there are only like spotlights. Um, and they are spotting uh, these um, silicon sculptures or robots, if you want to see them as they are. Uh, and um, I have a black um, plastic floor here uh, in the middle of it's the plastic space. It's so shiny, it looks like water. Yeah, and it's, it's actually second hand. I've got it from one museum, actually. And it's quite nice how it looks because there is so many scratches actually. <laughs> mm, it looks so shiny. But in this light it's very good. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's and really in, the, this big black square of shiny black material on the floor that your whole installation is placed up on. And I think it looks like a black pool of water. Yeah, yeah. And then these uh, uh, robots that are made out of silicon, uh, they are leaf-like uh, shapes. And then in the back of the space, you can see these tiny motors hanging. Uh, and they are uh, pushing air through these um, tubes. Tubes, yeah. Um, inside of these silicon sculptures. So you can see delicate movements mm. uh, once in a while in, in these. Uh, I mean, it, it really is like we are in a sci fi film if we have like now reached the nest of the alien babies. And yes. there is like these are the feeding. <laughs> or breathing tubes hanging from some intricate like system in suspended in the mid-air and then like all these tubes like keeping these baby embryos alive yes yeah you described it well <laughs> I, I watch a lot of sci-fi films <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> and I really enjoy the the sci-fi Aesthetics, mm -hmm. and yeah. probably you can see it in my work as well. Yeah, lot. it's amazing. Yeah, but there are two different kinds of aliens here, or what? Yes, yeah. And then um, in the middle, there is also this um, sculpture I made uh, out of concrete, mm -hmm. and I wanted to have this feeling of an ancient creature, uh, mm. so you can maybe see it as a fossil or something kind of like that mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to also add in this um, installation this kind of maybe ancient creatures or aliens as well and now and these that are kind of alive here they are like a contemporary also <laughs> oh, the ancient ones are like dead yeah They're, okay yeah I've, they can be also alive or they can have some kind of spirit <laughs> yeah, inside sure. but of course the concrete is if it feels a bit like ancient i think or um, stone like yeah let's go a little bit closer yes and the sound will be louder but also then we can look at them wow okay so let's just let's look at the is it okay for you to squat yes yeah so did you model these embryo babies after real leaves like how is this can you describe the process of making these silicone molds yes uh, I collected some um, bigger, bigger leaves that felt interesting actually I think yeah some of them are from the grocery store like a cabbage ah. <laughs> leaves and some of them are actually from Alpibuista <laughs> is that a park or yeah a park yeah mm -hmm. I I um, I saw some very interesting, like these ones. But are they so big in reality? Because these yes. are like jungle big. Yeah, yeah, they are actually that big. In the nature here in Finland? Yeah, but they are planted. So okay, yeah. That's why they are so big. Wow, and then you take the leaf home with you to your studio? Yeah, I took it uh, to the studio and then I made a plaster mold. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's quite easy because you, you can make only like this one side mold. Uh, so I made a plaster mold and then I took the leaf out, uh, cleaned the mold uh, and then I cast the silicone in. And then I added uh, this um, 
air hole that I made also separately uh, and I attach it to this leaf or under the leaf so then you can see that it moves from the top or kind of how do you say like yeah like it's, it's um, knocking or something I don't know how to say like it's lifted like it's yeah, uh, kind of breathing but like if you had a flat paper or hand or something lying on the table and then it would sometimes just like lift from the back a bit yeah. so they're not actually moving around the space but they are just like they're fixed but then they are breathing they are alive yeah um, and did you program or build all this robotics part of it yourself yeah um, I got some uh, help or like um, I asked like how should I do it and what kind of room motors I should use or what kind of technique I can get get like small amount of air inside of this because it's very the, the air holes are not so big so um, I've worked in uh, Helsinki Hack Club that's like this uh, volunteering or kind of a hobby place for people who want to make different things like DIY projects um, and I know some people from there and then I asked a lot of like consultation or how kind of like who knows something about this mm. uh, pneumatic um, that's called when you when you want to make something with air okay so it's pneumatic so it's uh, a specific technique. kind of motor yeah yeah uh, or you can use like um, for example compressor if you okay. want to have a bigger amount of air for example so there are like different techniques to get in air move. Is it difficult to work with air? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You also wanted it to move really far. I mean, these tubes are how many meters long? The longest? I think 10 meters. Yeah. So and the they're really like they're straw thin. So it's like a it's a long, slim way to transport something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And still have some like the silicone is fairly heavy, right? Yeah, it is a bit heavy, and, and then it also attached uh, itself to this floor. Oh, so it sticks. Yeah, it sticks wow. a bit. So, so yeah, I had to made up this kind of shape how I can get it move. Mm. Um, but yeah, I then I, I got some like uh, suggestions and help, uh, and then I bought one of these motors. Of course, like price is one of the things that you have to think about like if you want to I have a 10 motors here mm. so I have to think about like okay I cannot have a, like a motor that costs like 200 euros so you have 10 motors and they are uh, giving air to how many babies uh, 10 okay so they need a motor each yeah they need a motor each did you know from the beginning that you wanted it to be this size the installation or was um, it like I wasn't sure but of course, I I knew the space, so I mm. I knew that I I need more than five, for example. Yeah, it's a big room, and I think you you used it quite well because there is a lot of walking space around the installation, yeah. but it still feels like you used like the massive part of the room. Yeah, yeah, and also there are not so big elements like when they are separately, but when you put all of them together, I think uh, it feels um, the space is quite uh, yeah it's delicately nice. spread out I mean and if yeah. you looked at it from above it would look like a drawing of, of flowers growing on like vines or something right mm. like it's yeah it's very delicate uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. But but spread out nicely, and it looks a little bit like very majestic, like um. These breathing tubes come, they look like an altar or something when yeah. you walk in. Yeah, I actually wanted to have this feeling a bit. Yeah. Like a sci- also sci fi feeling, but also like this, um, how do you say, like um, not holy, but kind of the setting is a bit like yeah. in the back there is something, and then. I understand what yeah. you mean. Yeah. And it's centered and. Yeah. And so. Um, did you want them to be raised just for the aesthetics that they are hanging in the air, or does yeah. it have something to do with the air pressure? Um, it's only aesthetics. Uh, it works also if it's on the same level than these robots. But I wanted to also hang them that because they are a big element of the work as well. They are kind of the source. <laughs> yeah, and did you? I mean, you could have considered hiding them, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I got um, some questions like are you going to hide them mm-hmm. but then yeah I think it's interesting I always want to see like how things are made I mean it's a big part of the sci-fi is the the sci yeah. the actual science of things that we yes. want to see yeah that's very true yeah and do you, how are they attached like they're sculpturally put together do you want to go yeah, and see go. closer yeah yeah, the room is big enough that we need to actually move closer to see in this dim light. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like that. So they're all screwed into these like uh, clear plexiglass plates. Yes. That yeah. are hanging. Okay, from down there it looked like um, locks of wood almost or something. Oh, yeah. Are these transparent things? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. don't know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is like, um, they are kind of uh, in three parts, these uh, ten um, motors. And I attached them uh, to this plexiglass and then hang them to the ceiling uh, with this um, metallic, I don't know, what do you call them? Like those? Uh, metal like rods or something. Yeah, yeah. And they also have spotlights on them, so they really become yeah. part of the sculpture. And all these different types of cables and tubes and wires, everything is exposed and it looks like capillaries or something from inside a body. Yeah, true. True, some veins, and so veins it, of the robots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it like uh, Arduino control? Yes. Uh, uh, all of, um, I have three Arduinos and also like the motor controllers mm-hmm. for the Arduino. Um, and each of these like three parts have their own code. Uh, so I, I also got some help from Marco Suovula, who, who is an active in uh, Helsinki Hack Lab. Uh, and he he made the code with me, uh, and then I could also like um, change the code, like how I want them to move and what is the rhythm, for example. So they have different intervals and different yeah. like uh, breathing rhythms. Yeah, the rhythm is quite same, uh, but I had to kind of figure it out how long the air should go in because some of the tubes are longer also. Um, Maybe it's not the the tubes, but the but the air holes are maybe a bit different sizes, mm. and also that I have to be very um, careful that I don't break the the air holes of the uh, silicon robots because they are made out of silicon, and if you press a lot of air, oh. uh, then it will like burst. Like yeah, a balloon. Yeah, like a balloon. So I had to figure it out like how long it needs to have the air and that one is very easy to control with Arduino 
So I can just okay. like put the, okay, have this motor on, like for example, on this third group, have a motor one on uh, for uh, two seconds or one second, and then have a one second pause. So then the air can go out. Mm. And then again, it can press the air. Is it the same air that is recycled or how does the motor like suck in air all it the time? It sucks the air from the Okay. from this space. So actually we are breathing the air that has been breathed multiple times by these yes. baby embryos now. Yes. That's quite nice. That's what, yeah. Uh, and if we breathe out, actually, then that one can so go inside the baby. We will go inside the babies and they will go inside us. Oh, it's very sci-fi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and for those of the listeners who don't know, Arduinos are these tiny, tiny computers. So like they're exposed on these sculptures, but if you don't know what they are, you wouldn't realize because they just look like part of a computer that has been taken out still pocket size of like exposed electronics and you can load pre-programmed like controls and stuff it can't do video it's not big and strong enough for that but it can do like sound or control small robotics like this or like small things yeah yeah it's very handy to if you want to control like lights or some motors or yeah, something it's, where it's you don't easy. want that computer attached. Yeah, and you can go uh, go with low voltages, mm. so that's also very nice. You can nice. run on battery. Yeah, and you don't have to be a professional um, electrician or to True. work with them, so that's very nice. And then I have also two uh, motion detectors. Yeah, I was just about to see there is like a sensor yeah. there. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to kind of save also the motors and the the silicone sculptures so if there's no one here then then they're they're resting yeah they're resting but it is connected to ac power it's not running on battery or it is running on battery uh no it's uh, ac power okay so you're just like saving the sculpture because you know that it's like it's where the wears them out a little bit uh or sorry but is it does it wear out the silicone like this process yeah it might do i haven't tested them this long so i'm not Mm. sure but it might be because if it's like pushing the air inside and then the air hole is always like mm. uh, getting bigger and then yeah sure so it might break eventually and also the motors uh, they might have some kind of limit on like how long they will run <laughs> and this sound we are hearing that is the actual sound of the motor or you added sound somehow uh, it's the actual sound did you choose them based on the sound or did you just like the sound or like um, was this a factor in your decision yeah, yeah it was at first uh, I wanted to have very silent technique okay. so I was looking for looking a lot like what could be what can I use but that's difficult with mechanics and motors yes. to get something that's really silent yes but then in the end uh, I also found out like if you if I would use like very tiny compressor for example it would uh, be very quiet but then in some point it has to also like fill up the the air inside okay, or the kind yeah. of the uh, yeah so then I realized, like, I, when I tested these kind of motors, that actually I like the sound a lot. Yeah, I think it's nice. And also, like, it fits that these animals or aliens have, have sound somehow. Yeah, they kind of... Um, if, when, you see, when you hear the sound, then you maybe start to look like how it affects 
mm-hmm. the the installation. And these now we are right in front of these like fossils. So hmm. they have four parts for like these concrete sculptures. And are they supposed to be one alien that has broken into pieces, or is it four different ones? Mm. Well, you can you can choose. Okay, it <laughs> kind of it looks a little bit. It has this feeling of like a, an insect or an armadillo or something with all these like. Uh, uh, links or like parts of the body and it's a little yeah. bit like like it looks like, like a spine or something like a skeleton yeah. thing it's maybe like this um, I made a bigger version of these fossils that you can if if you google like this uh, what is it called like this with this spine I can't remember the but anyway, uh, I wanted to have a, like a bigger size, so it maybe looks a bit more scary if you uh, if you feel like. Or so you wanted it to be bigger than this, bigger than uh, than the the actual real ones ah, that okay. I googled, like yeah. how how the the fossils look like. So usually they are very tiny ones that you okay. can find from the, for example, inside of the rocks or. Mm. Yeah, the bigger ones are haven't made this far, maybe. No, these are bigger. These are like uh, bigger than a head, like bigger than a human head. Each of these parts. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Mm. Yeah, two heads. <laughs> two heads, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Are they heavy? Is it like a yes. solid concrete? Yes, it's solid concrete. Mm. And they are also cast. Like, did you also? Yeah, I made a casting. Uh, first, I made a shape uh, with clay. Um, and then I made a plaster mold, uh, and then I took the clay out, uh, and then I cast it concrete. Uh, and then I broke the mold because it was only one for one uh, okay. casting. So I broke the mold uh, around, and then I got the sculptures. And for the other ones, the plaster molds, like, could you make more than one? Yes, uh, because the silicone is so easy to take out mm. because it's flexible and the silicone did you dye it like you painted it or uh, yeah I dyed with the um, with the specific color for silicone so it's while it's wet in the mold you like drip color into yeah, it yeah yeah and I made these um, um, tests with mm-hmm. different colors and then I ended up using this blue uh, because I really liked it so like this basic almost skin color pink peach that color that it has did you make that or is that the natural silicone color no that's also i i dyed it okay. uh, i used this uh color that it, that was called flesh okay yeah <laughs> so they are flesh colored kind yeah. of and then or like this like pale like a pig or something yes and then yeah they have some of them have like blue veins or yeah like some of them are a bit yellow yeah and um I mean, here, because I think it looks like black water, it feels like these, what are they called, those uh, green big leaves that float yeah. in the water? Mm. Okane in Danish. Okane, yeah. but what are they uh, called? Lume in, in Finnish. Yeah, what are they called in I Danish? Don't know. But people know what I mean. They have beautiful white flowers or pink yes. flowers. So it feels a little bit like this, that they are like floating on the ocean. Yes. Or like not on, on, the, on the black lake. Yeah, black lake, actually. Uh, I realized also uh, when I got this setting that it feels like uh, this magical lake yeah. or liquid, some kind of liquid, but not like maybe water. 
something no, not, else. Maybe not water. Maybe. Yeah. I think there was also something about a black lake in front of Taj Mahal back in the day when it was oh, built. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It could be from some other planet. Yeah, I mean, Let probably we are on another planet here, right? That's <laughs> yes. kind of the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you have worked with like motors and robotics and and alien robots before, right? Yeah, it yeah. has been a, a really ongoing series. This uh, yes, um, I have I've done some small robots as well. Um, I, I had in one exhibition I had three robots. I also used actually silicon uh, on top. They were also cast, right? Yeah, yeah, they were also casted, and I used this kind of fractile uh, cauliflower shape. Yeah, like the Fibonacci cauliflower. Yes, uh, I can't remember what, what are they called. Romanesco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so beautiful. Yeah, I used that because I also found it from from the store or, or grocery very, very store trendy. yeah <laughs> and they they are so lively yeah kind of it, it it's almost like hard to eat them <laughs> because they're so beautiful <laughs> i have like a dream of making this like a, a really trippy uh catering firm psychedelic tests wow, or something and yeah. then only make really colorful and trippy food and like all these that would be amazing. yeah because there are a lot of vegetables and stuff that have all this like amazingness you know yeah yeah so like uh amazing colors and yeah, shapes and, and shapes and patterns and like wow and that's why i also used uh in these this one and those two yeah what I, kind of cabbage did you use is um, it Chinese cabbage what was it called it really has this like uh, yeah like, like this loose skin feeling yes. like it's so visceral skin and then these veins and yeah then, with um, like really like loose curly floppy skin so it's really yeah. uh, it's quite nasty it's, it's it really nice nasty it's and very really, like flesh flesh like I, mean, or... I don't even need to touch it to know yeah. how it kind of feels nasty <laughs> yeah but when i when i found this from from the store i really wanted to use the the flesh like but also mm. like these veins because they yeah, were so interesting and um, really like when you when you cast something like silicone, you can actually get these tiny details, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you make the plaster mold, it uh, takes all the shapes. It's very nice. But is it difficult to to work with these very delicate things like uh, leaves and and cabbage pieces and stuff? Like, do they break a lot and get really like uh, dry really. and crumbly in the process? Or? Not really. But you have to use them immediately when you get them because yeah. uh, if you store them, of course, then they are ru ruined. And I think it's better to use like the fresh ones and not dry them because uh, then you can get it, get them out from the plaster mold easily. Do you like grease them up or something to get them out? Or no. They don't no. stick? No. no. Wow, amazing. I really would imagine that they would stick. Yeah. Of course they can stick a bit when you... Because the plaster is so uh, liquid-like. Yeah, yeah. So it will go in every hole. Yeah, sure. So then it takes a long time to clean the mold. So mm -hmm. actually... It took quite a long time to make all these. Yeah, I imagine. Like, and also because different. they are different, so you needed 10 different molds. Yes, 10 different molds. How many uh, fail ones did you make that broke or where the air holes were not correct? Or mm, I have made like some tests, but then I uh, quite, quite um, um, uh, like fast realized like what works and what not. 
So these didn't break. I didn't need to do many. Okay, but that's really nice. Yeah, but I've done them a, a bit. I also spent one month in Iceland, actually, in January, and I u- used the same technique to make some molds out of seaweed that I oh, found from so there. Oh, that's so cool. And Santo has now been casting seaweed as well. Do oh, you really? Know? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's a friend from school. Yeah. Nice. He has been in... I think in Scotland on residency okay. and casting seaweed. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, oh, cool, you guys yeah. have been doing the same. A lot of people end up doing the same at the same time and we don't realize and then we find it out. I was in one, sorry for going like off topic, but I was in one uh, meeting with this performance group uh, or like performance network I am in in school. And then everyone there in the meeting, five people or something, all had had the idea of performing for surveillance cameras but like all in the same time. So oh, I don't know. Wow. I yeah. guess in Helsinki, more and more cameras have just been popping up in the street or yeah, something yeah, in, and in the school and stuff. And like generally. So everyone in the same year had had the same idea of the same performance. Okay. Thing. Wow. Yeah. Super weird. Like uh, we are that not happens. that original. <laughs> no, no, no. And then you can kind of uh, sense the somehow the movements or somehow mm. like what is going on. Yeah, Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. Wow. How is it to work with silicone? Is it super toxic or like do you have to have a lot of uh, ventilation and stuff? Uh, It's not super toxic. Actually, I've used uh, this uh, this specific silicone that has a lot of flexibility and you can actually use some of these also to make some skin. or hand um, for like special effects or something. um, Yeah, yeah, you can make uh, or you can make a casting out of your face for example (laughs) (laughs) if you want to so um, it's not very toxic but of course it's not good to breathe uh, when you cast it cast it and when it's still liquid so I have this very good but it's not like working with latex or super smelly in this way no no it's actually better but I I still use quite good protection for my uh, breathing (laughs) yeah sure should we go to the other room? Yes. Wow. Do you <laughs> think they will get dusty? Yeah. The silicon takes all the dust. Yeah. Very easily. Do you easily. need to come and clean them, do you think? I don't know if I have to clean the the robots, but maybe the floor. Oh, maybe. Is the floor like hard plastic? Yes. Yeah. In pieces or it's one big? No, it's not one big. That would it's be insane. Pieces, yeah, pieces. Yeah. Uh, it's a plexiglass. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so now we're in the other room and let's maybe uh, move to another corner so we don't have two soundscapes. Yes. Just because. And here are some elements that I, well, maybe I have not seen exactly these ones before but something similar that you have done before yeah uh but yeah maybe if we can describe this room to the listeners yeah um in this first room of the gallery um i have three screens uh that are placed uh in the middle of the space um and they are hanging from these uh tubes or me- yeah, metal, metal metal rods. Yeah. So like st- a poles, like stripper poles placed around the floor, but yeah. instead they have flat screens attached in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Strip stripper. <laughs> <Stridios>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and they seem a little bit randomly placed. I know they're they're probably not, but you know they're not like facing the walls or facing out from the walls. They're like yeah. pointing in all directions. Yeah, because I wanted to have uh, this material, like this uh, video material that I took. Uh, I wanted to have it uh, also kind of uh, one material in the in the uh, installation. Kind of like a, here is like plastic sculptures. They are made out of plastic, but then there is also like video material, kind mm. of. So that's why I wanted to place them uh, in the middle, a b- little bit of like randomly. Mm. And there are also three plastic sculptures, like you say, and they yeah. are hanging from the ceiling yeah. in the air. And they are well, they, it's clear plexiglass that you have like uh, heated up and then curled around, and so they're yeah. hanging like three broken eggshells almost yeah yeah are they like the the alien eggs that they have hatched from yeah maybe eggs or then i was i had this um because there this work we can go to that uh, later mm-hmm. but it's been a long long process yeah um, i remember your graduation work uh, from the school some years back yeah it was one of the first iterations of this right uh, no actually not really but uh, there was maybe some same elements these plastic sculptures were there as well yeah similar with kind. water and light yeah and they things. were water and yeah. light and that was about um, crude oil actually mm. uh, and also like um, the fossils of the crude oil and kind of the spirit of okay. of this material so different topic but similar yeah. elements yes yeah but for these plastic sculptures they they are round shapes mm. and then i was thinking because there's been many uh kind of stages of this work and ideas like how to really have it in the space so um one idea was to have like cubes of plastic cube like completely um, just square and yeah, not, not square. curled at all yes uh because i had to have these uh specific material this um, uh, tiny plastic um, things that are now inside of the sculpture yeah okay so inside these like open balls or what it is that they're hanging there's like a little um, platform or plate also of clear yeah. plexiglass and on those are like what is it lava rocks or something yeah they are lava rocks with little hairs little yeah, red, red little hairs hair. yeah and what are the red hairs is uh, it plastic yes that's very specific plastic uh, it's called uh, liquid crystal plastic uh, and then, and that's Sounds expensive. Yeah, and that's the the thing of this work that it it took a long time to kind of process how to use this liquid crystal plastic in in the installation because uh, that's some uh, one material that they uh, do research with in the Tampere University, uh, and they um, they can move this material with the strong light. So that one is that you can see in the videos that they move uh, when we went to the uh, Okay, so just lab. by shining light on then the plastic comes alive and yes. like starts wiggling. Yeah, like worms. Start to move. Yeah, like worms or this hair is kind of like going towards the light. So it's kind of plant-like. And you have these like small blue uh, tube spotlights. Yeah, like, that's kind of a demonstration. Is it strong on... enough to make it move? No, this one is not, because uh, that was one thing of this uh, this work uh, that we, we met many times with these researchers from the Tampere University. One is Ari Primagi, 
uh, and one is a PhD student, Chikshuan uh, Deng. Uh, and we met many times and kind of thought like how we can make this, uh, this work happen in the arts space because there is no like controlled environment than in the laboratories. Mm. Like you can use safety classes for example because the light is very strong. In the exhibition space oh, yeah. that's not uh, going to happen uh, if there's no one like controlling it all the time. Yeah, and this is just an open gallery space yeah. and everyone can walk in and out from the street. Yeah, and then they are also using this very strong uh, light that costs a lot, like a lot. <laughs> so uh, I was searching a lot of this technique of lights and how could I kind of demonstrate this. But in the end, I just had to do a video in the lab because uh, okay. the exhibition space is so different than the laboratory. So um, this is how it ended up now. But maybe in the future we can use the demonstrations really in the exhibition space so if they can make the material move maybe with not so strong light so it's not harmful for your eyes and so um, the video we haven't looked at the videos yet but the video is that showing your sculpture in the lab yes so you just you brought the sculpture there and you made them move and you filmed it up close and then yeah yeah, yeah. and that's uh, one thing I was about to say about the sculptures that because of the I, I, one thing was, or one idea was to cover uh, the light and and the, uh, the tiny liquid crystal uh, plastic parts, so that it's not harmful for your eyes. Mm. So I had to kind of figure out how is the shape of these sculptures if they cover them. Uh, so one idea was to have uh, cubes, but then I was like, no, I don't really like the cubes. So then one idea was to have a round shape. And then I, I started to make the round shapes, but then in the end I didn't need to cover them because I used the videos. So mm. that's why I, I used this shape that is quite open, yeah. so you can see inside very easily. And um, also they're very organic and which everything else in the exhibition is also, I mean there are these very uh, mm, mechanic and, and electronic components also this yeah. light is this like long robotic arm kind of yeah. or like not robotic but one right. of those that you can shape yeah and so like but otherwise it's like it's very artificial materials but in the natural like uh, shapes yeah it forms. really is like playing around with your uh, perception of like what is yeah. like the the connotations of natural or organic or artificial yeah. Yeah, also with the silicone you know it's so plastic yeah. but then it's this like that it's like leaves and yeah it's nice yeah yeah maybe it's like a um, future comes together with with present or something i don't know <laughs> and then like the light in these are is blue spotlight inside the sculptures but because it's clear plexiglass it shines through the sculpture to the floor and the walls yeah a little bit and so it looks like water on the floor because uh, well the curled up plexiglass diffracts the light I guess in yes. this really nice way so that's quite amazing it's a really nice light sculpture here on the floor yes yeah this was uh, actually a little bit of a surprise for me because I don't have this setting in my studio there's always natural light there I mm. couldn't cover the windows so easily so I was like I was thinking. I knew that there will be some reflections, but I wasn't sure like how, 
how good they w- will be. But then we went to, came to this uh, this um, space, and then we started to do the lights with uh, with one light professional. So it was really nice. I got actually the light professional comes uh, with the gallery. Okay. So it was really nice that he, she helped me, and then we kind of figured out how dim it should be that you can still see the the blue light on the floor and. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, clear plexiglass is really good with this. I have worked with it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's so easy to make these little um, homemade um, diffraction screens for either for light or vis- visuals or mm-hmm. stuff that you put yeah. it in front of the lens. And then like what is being projected, light or vi- video, is like distorted and you can have it moving and then it's like this... Yeah, 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 and then Super you can simple trick. Yeah, you have a sculpture, and then you have the re- reflection, so it's like an extra piece yeah. as well. And also because like the room is quite big, and the pieces are not that big; like yeah. they are large, but I could still hold them in my two arms yeah, if yeah. I wanted. So, but then this like light reflection makes them like splash and grow everywhere like on the floor and a little bit yeah. up through the over across the walls and stuff and then they move also a bit because yeah. of the air ah, yes. moves in the space so so like the it really does look like water a little bit yeah, yeah. nice but maybe in the future uh, in the laboratories as well when they grow this new material they could use also this kind of shapes because i was thinking like in this process that maybe like these organic shapes and plant-like shapes could be actually more efficient than these cubes that we always use as humans. Mm. Like we always do everything like very straight lines and cubes and geometrical shapes. So maybe in the future we realize something else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And what, like there are three of these eggs, I want to call them or what, yeah. like something. Yeah. Um, is it the same? Do they all have the lava stones and plastic? Because here, like no. the lava stones are like embedded into the plexiglass almost. Yeah. Um, which, like, for those who don't know, like plexiglass or acrylics like this, you can heat it up and then you can like shape it, and then mm-hmm. when it gets cold again, it will be fixed in this new position. It's a little bit of a trick to learn how to not heat it too much and make air bubbles, but it's. I really like working with yeah. it. I mean, it's plastic, it's terrible, but it's still nice. Yes, yes. So you have, like, mm-hmm. created this podium for these rocks. Did you find the rocks them- yourself, or where are they from? Yeah, I actually found them from Iceland. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I wa- um, because the one idea was to have uh, rocks uh, with hair, <laughs> as you can see yeah. here, and the hair is made out of this uh, liquid crystal plastic. Uh, so um, I I was thinking that I will like drill some holes to the rocks. Oh yeah. But then in Iceland, Iceland there was so many of these lava rocks that had already small the, holes. Yeah. So, so it was many so small easy. holes. Yeah, and it was it felt like so natural to attach the the hair. How do you get this liquid crystal hair? Did do you buy it? Like uh, in the laboratory, they they made it for for me because uh, that's very specific material. You cannot buy it now no uh, yeah. because it's very new material so uh they the chiksuan made it for and me and then we attached it to these sculptures and then we filmed it in action and what is going to be the science application of this material like what are they developing it for uh now they are just making this basic uh research so how how you can like get everything out of this material uh that's 
their job, uh, but um, in the future they might use it for medical purposes or if you need very tiny robots mm. to move somewhere and you don't need to have wires with these because you can control them with light mm. so it's very interesting material and, and that's why when i heard about this material i really wanted to yeah how did make you hear project. about it uh, actually um i i listened to ule arena that's uh like a the national uh, media concern yeah. so in denmark it would be denmark's radio dr yeah and yeah in england it would be bbc or something this, um like a the state financed with state yeah state funded yeah. M- main media yeah. uh, conglomerate and they have this science podcast there and they were interviewing actually um Ari Primaki who's a uh, head of this uh, research uh, of this uh, liquid crystal plastic so i heard about it <laughs> drew that and then then i was like oh my god this is so interesting and then you like called this lab and uh, i actually sent him an email <laughs> like i'm an artist <laughs> i make all these like alien yeah. robots yeah and stuff. I, re- i really would like to <laughs> research more on different materials how to make robots yeah, okay. <laughs> and soft robots because in this exhibition i was actually one topic was to make soft robots yeah uh, so kind of move out of this hardness of robotics so because the other ones you have used before have been more firm yes but firm. also moved more right like moved yeah. around in the on the floor yeah on the floor they were moving freely mm-hmm. but uh, inside of them they had this uh, like hard mechanics mm. like a wheels for example and things like that so i was think i really wanted to make a movement maybe differently now this time so that it's more soft yeah and more organic in a way yeah not so like mechanical that it's very delicate was. yeah 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 wow and do you think do you feel like it's less robotic do you feel like it's more uh, animate or human when it's moving softly Is yeah there... maybe more like a animal or plant like mm-hmm. yeah that's something i wanted to research like how how could i use maybe more organic movements uh with artificial uh life uh, well artificial creatures yeah 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 and so the other two what are they displaying it's um, kind of like these very specific display case podiums yeah <laughs> yeah they are like uh, sculptures and then display <laughs> yeah it's um, just... yeah um in this Uh, one of these have uh, these tiny, tiny worms that you can also see moving uh, in in the videos. Oh, so it's the same kind of material? Yeah, it is also made out of a liquid crystal plastic. And um, these are not attached as hairs. These are just placed on a clear plastic glass plate, uh, so hmm. kind of like they're floating. And they're more like little scraps, like little little strings or yeah. worms, do you call them? Yeah, yeah. I, I call them worms, but they can be like, uh, yeah... And the other hairs were red, and these are like red, pink, and blue. Yeah. So did you decide the color, like in mm, in the lab, or how is there, that? There are few, few colors that they can use, but it it depends on what kind of color of the light is. Oh. So um, there were this; these were the options actually. Uh, did you know you were gonna have blue light? Uh, yeah, yeah, because it was blue uh, when we were uh, testing them. Mm. Um, yeah. I knew it will be this. Uh, it's uh, this specific uh, 
nanometers that they use in the light. So it's like 450 to 550 nanometers, uh, the light weight, actually. Oh, like, so then okay. you can get this blue, specific so, blue. So that's a, how you measure the waves and then... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then you can get different... Uh, colors or you you see them as different colors but the wavelength is uh, the one that like kind of specifies the color mm. wow yeah. yeah i really would like to know more about this very science aspect of light but it's i have a long way to go yeah with this project i had to figure out or make a research a lot of these lights are, are they little windmills here maybe this is the third maybe, one yeah. and so on this like platform Okay, I think it looks like a miniature model of like uh, these little clear plastic windmills where like the wings are made from this blue and red plastic and there has been a storm. So the central <laughs> one, like the earth has cracked as like a network of vein out from the central one, like an earthquake. And then all the wings and the windmills are like bent in all directions in the wind <laughs> yeah, this is how i see it yeah that's a good <laughs> good interpretation yeah. yeah yeah they can be like yeah <laughs> like an aerial shot we're really far yeah know? and they are very tiny tiny windmills. they're very tiny yeah. and did you glue all this yeah we glued them in the lab um, and then we filmed it uh, also you can see it in the video they move um I call them flowers, but they oh, can be yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, and we 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 tested out different uh, different lengths, uh, so you can see they move very differently um, with different lengths. And also, like if you place the the tiny plastic um, strips on different, like if you put it like an, this way around like for example like horizontally yeah, yeah then it might move like uh downwards yeah downwards but if you turn it upside down then it will move like onwards like oh upwards. so they have a direct they have a up and down side yes, and that's how oh. they make the material so they can already control how they will move when they make because the material. they want to bend in one direction yes yeah wow, that's, and that's really something interesting they, yeah that's the something they alive that's something they really um want to uh, test and make a research on how to make the mo different yeah. movements. So oh my god, like the plastic really has a life in this way. Yes. It's like paper has a direction. The, in the video. Oh yeah. They, how the flowers or windmills are moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the light is moving around and so then they are like reacting to that. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks like a little um, these kind of uh, things that grow on cor coral reefs or something it moves a little bit like yeah. this and this one was a <gasps> crazy one we oh, we were laughing it's reaching with its arms. And that's okay now this with long strips yeah uh, have this crazy movement and they move really fast this is real time right yes this is <gasps> real time so i haven't fa made it any faster but so and actually like see the, the movement is more like rapid and and greater than i imagined yes yeah it's very interesting. It really does movement. move like it's underwater, like it's mm. like some kind of coral reef uh, life form. Yes. Wow. <gasps> but of course they're blind, like they're moving towards the lights as if they had eyes, but we know it's yeah. just pieces of plastic, so... 
I am impressed with like the sci-fi level of this exhibition. This is, this is very sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. And so the three monitors, two of them are now showing the same video at the same time, and the other, the last one is showing you working in the lab. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we are gluing the parts together and then uh, making them as we want it. Very and delicate to work this tiny. Yes. With. Uh, how do you call this? Tweezers. Yeah, tweezers. Yeah, wow. And with clothes on, and it was very interesting. I I really enjoyed that kind of way of working. Like very because working with the big plexiglass like this is much more like physical, big yes. arm movements. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. these tiny, tiny little... Oh, and wow. And that's something I really want to... Or really enjoy of making sculptures or installations because you can use like this scale of very very tiny things yeah. uh, working in a lab uh, or you can make like huge Massive things, things. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with physical power <laughs> and I mean none of these are like huge okay these windmills or flowers they are tiny they're like two three three centimeters tall maybe yeah. uh, but but I mean and, in general like the whole installation is pretty large like there's a lot yeah. of elements here so mm. in total the work has been quite big to install i imagine it was it was but i i was very lucky i had a lot of help <gasps> oh the little worm is squeamish yes. wow that it's like the rolling worm. around oh my god they're really moving so lively yes so did you call them worms and flowers and stuff after you had seen them move or did yeah, you yeah yeah i visited the, the lab in the first time and then chicksuan was showing me different kind of uh, things that they have already made mm. and then i was like kind of developing the idea of, of the artwork and then thinking like which ones i would like to use and could we kind of expand the things that they have already made and yeah then i ended up using up these flowers with very different movements and he was actually laughing a bit because they haven't used them as crazy as now you can see <laughs> um, for example this one was yeah, a very yeah. crazy one because they are, it really looks course, like a baby reaching out to be held or something <laughs> yeah yeah or a plant that is like yeah um, like a, this one that eats um, for example flies or ah, yeah yeah like uh oh, i i can't remember what they're called in english yeah, but i know what these you mean plants yeah but uh, of course in the lab or in this research they really want to have this predictability of the material and how it moves so but i didn't want to have this so <laughs> just wanted to see how lively it was yeah, yeah how how lively i can get this kind of dead material to be did you try with like more like bigger pieces of it or because all of these are almost like strings like they're yeah. really like uh, thin pieces so did you try with like bigger square pieces or something does that also move uh yeah we tried out uh, a bit bigger maybe mm -hmm. like three three um how do you say like um three square centimeters or no like three times bigger than than for example ah, the worms okay. okay so that was kind of the maximum okay, so still quite you can tiny. go yeah. yeah uh and that's the thing still uh so like these are very tiny a centimeter wide and then a little yeah. bit longer or something yeah and maybe would, two centimeters and that would still move it would move but the movement is not so big oh, anymore it's heavier yeah it's heavier yeah. so the, the physics kind of comes in then you cannot mm. 
if you need had really strong light, could it then move it maybe, or you don't mm, know? We tried it with the very strong okay. lights. Yeah. And so he's like, no, I just want to go back to this yeah. with the windmills or the flowers. So this earthquake web of like uh, veins or whatever on the yeah. is that just like etched into the uh, yeah I made it with the laser cutter yeah it is like um, carved yeah with laser yeah yeah I wanted to have these roots for the flowers or or this <laughs> veins and what was the decision to have video showing behind the scene like of you guys actually working in the lab yeah that was something I was uh, thinking a lot like do I want to show the process more but then I ended up showing it yeah. a bit like how it is because it's also just kind of this uh, very hand work too even though it's very sci-fi you have to like made it with your hands yeah, yeah and glue yeah. them together and like uh, then you can uh, decide how they will move uh, on on how like how you glue them together then that one will like kind of decide how how it will move so mm. it's also handwork <laughs> at the same time yeah yeah sure yeah. should we like squat over here a yeah. bit uh, we were just like in the middle of the sound from the outside lobby space also. Oh, so I think, ah, yeah, my back is ha happy to squat a bit. Um, so how long were you working in the lab? Like, did you spend a lot of time with them? Um, not so long, because they were also very busy <laughs> with yeah, their of research. Course, of course, yeah. So I ended up visiting them. I think uh, I started this project like two years ago. So uh, did you already know you were going to have this exhibition space? No, 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 no. no, okay. no. Uh, I I didn't know where I'm going to show it, but mm. uh, or if it's going to be an artwork at all, yeah. because it's so uh, different material and so uh, new. So at first I just met them a couple of times, and then I was introducing myself to to the um, to the group, to the research group, and then kind of asking if anyone would like to work with me <laughs> more? I, I imagine they think it's quite funny to have an artist coming yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah they were quite um, surprised like okay this is something new <laughs> but also because I mean in my recent interview with Roberto Fusco in Ha Galleria in Somalina we talked about this how artists sometimes like use scientific data mm. and, and translate it into art mm. but we have so different objectives and rules and frameworks so we can work with the same data but people come from with so different like uh, glasses on and yeah and so different like uh, what they have to like abide uh, or like yeah 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 I think it was uh, I hope it was a bit refreshing that to them and actually Chikswan said that it was fun yeah it's like <laughs> playtime right yeah, because yeah, it's it was not more the, playful it's not the lab research yes. it's like yeah. yeah, so I, and I wasn't so serious about it because yeah, of course I wanted to have uh, hairy stones and, and things like this. I mean, so that's the thing about art. Of course, it is serious. We take it serious, but it's also fun, and yes. we want to see like what it, it does, and then we get really excited that it does something. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw the the hair moving. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, it's alive. Yeah. Did you feel like Dr. Frankenstein or something <laughs> that you had made your little baby creatures? Maybe, yeah, a bit, yeah. a bit. <laughs> Actually, with those other robots that I was talking, these maybe harder robots with the cauliflower the, on top, yeah. I felt so much like a mom or something of <laughs> them because they were, even though I knew how they work, like how the technique works, I felt so weird because they they, they were moving came around to the me. Floor. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were moving, but then I felt also that they are kind of cattery. Were they like towards me? robot uh, vacuum cleaners or something? Like no, no, I was also I I built them from okay. like this robot robot how do you say robot sheet or something mm -hmm. with wheels, and then there was there were a tiny Arduino inside, mm -hmm. and then. The, Uh, infrared sensor. And so when you walked so, into the gallery, they were like coming to you? And No, actually they were uh, moving in the space freely, but then if you would move um, on front of them, they would uh, kind of attack you. <laughs> so they were taking this uh, faster movement on board too. So. Did people run away from them? <laughs> A bit, yeah. Oh, that's super funny. Yeah, I'm sad I didn't get to see that show. But... Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you didn't want to include them in this one, like they don't belong with this exhibition? No, no, it's older work. I made it in 2021. And actually, I have showed that piece already in three places, I think, already. So But are in this exhibition, I wanted to have everything that is new. Okay, sure. I, I mean, I understand that. But do you feel like they... Are connected like in your of course or like yeah, yeah 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 of course and the these lively like uh, creatures or uh, uh, mechanical beings all your little spawn yeah yeah they are always uh, they always interest me so of course I make like variations of those yeah um, but I wanted to kind of yeah as I said to move onwards to this soft robotics more yeah. so that's why um, so I made different works now good with a new challenge yeah yeah kind of new way of making robots yeah. nice um, I just have to uh, remember where my thoughts were what is the soundscape in here um, I made it with my brother actually he's a musician um, and I had this idea of very delicate and uh, easy going soundscape with these videos. So uh, we just had one session and I was playing this uh, synthesizer and then he was making these sounds a bit and yeah, nice. <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> Did you make music together before? No, no, we haven't. And actually, I don't make music. Uh, anymore I in when I was a kid I was playing some piano or something but not anymore but, but it was nice but you knew you wanted some kind of sound for this because all yes. the videos are silent yes and like the other one has robotic mechanic sounds but this one is quiet quiet yeah uh, but the, the sound is attached to this one video so it kind of moves in the same ah, way than the, okay. this video but yeah yeah I would have never guessed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, it's also the soundscape for and the whole installation. I don't know how well people will even hear this. Like, the soundscape is really low-key. I mean, actually, the robotic sound of the other room is sometimes louder, even yeah. in here. 
but it does add this like um, like cinematic background music, yeah, which I guess is an element, right? Do you uh, when working with these kind of like sci-fi tropes and this? Do you approach it a little bit like a cinematic thing that you walk into like a scene mm. from your imagination or maybe not cinematic because that's not so familiar for me okay. like but maybe it's more like uh, or a scene from a book or like is yeah, it in your it's imagination like, um, it's like, like this setting kind yeah. of that you walk in so it can be cinematic of course seen as but for me maybe it's it's kind of like a stage or something yeah. with these elements and then when the viewer comes I really I I think about it a lot like how they walk in the space so like when they come in I wanted to have one screen uh, there immediately uh, but then that I have to kind of lure them to go around so you're trying to direct people's yes. choreographed movements yeah. in the space yeah. yeah and how they have to kind of go around of these uh, some elements to get inside the the backspace. Mm. So have you been here observing people walking through the space? Did it did you succeed? Uh, I haven't actually. Oh you should. Yeah, I should. I mean, if it's a if it's an important point for you, you really should check if you did it, right? Yes. Yeah, it would be would be nice to see if I yeah. <laughs> if I kind of thought how they would move. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Did you work with choreography or something like this before or movement in any way i haven't i haven't but that would be very interesting when when you think about the uh the movement of the robots then you could yes, kind of also yeah yeah but yeah but what i meant with like set design or scene or like because you know hmm. there's a difference to walking into a gallery space and being like i'm in a gallery looking at works that are exhibited yeah that is not how it feels here it feels yeah. like we are walking into some kind of like narrative that is yeah. happening like i'm happy that you feel like it yeah yeah, yeah i feel like i want i don't want to make uh exhibition in the gallery space but i want to make the space kind of uh a world yeah itself. It, is. it is like yeah it, of course it's not it's not like you try to disguise that it's a white cube gallery. Like yeah. we can see the white walls and we can see the light rails in the ceiling and mm. and you know it's like it's a gallery, but it still is like um, ambient enough with the dim light and the sound and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It's minimalistic, but still like uh, thorough somehow. Or yeah, I don't. You don't have any of these like signs on the walls or anything to yeah. break the illusion either. Yeah, yeah, true. So it is more like an installation experience. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It, I I want to have this feeling of another world, maybe. Yeah, you're with immersed small, with the world. Yeah, with small elements, so that mm -hmm. I don't have to cover like all the things in the space. No, because I mean, you didn't paint the walls or do any yeah. of this like massive work yeah. which one could do but it's a different kind of immersion yes I was thinking about it to paint mm. the walls but then it is just so much work and then I, I kind of start to think like okay can I make kind of the similar feeling of the another world with maybe like uh, smaller elements and I mean what we can see of the light reflections on the walls and stuff that is only here because the walls are white. Like yeah, otherwise we wouldn't true. see it. That's true. Yeah, and I, I also like to leave the things how they are. For example, like 
the floor here. Mm -hmm. I I like it. <laughs> it's, it's very just like gray concrete yes, floor. It's really it's a minimalistic. Harsh concrete wall, uh, floor, but then still like okay, the color is quite nice, and then yeah, like light gray, it works well yeah. for this kind of stuff. Yeah, of course, in in the back space, I wanted to cover the floor, but. But you didn't cover completely, like the yeah. floor covering is part of the sculpture or yeah, installation, yeah. right? Yeah. So how are these elements, like, um, so there are two different works, like one in the front room, one in the back, mm -hmm. but are the separate elements of each installation like separate works? Like, could people buy one of these uh, parts or are they like complete installations where these three clear X, they go together? Or yeah, like that's a good you question. know could could the <laughs> soft baby robots be separated or are they like stuck together because they mm. are they are fixed together by the tubes yes but of course you could technically separate them right yeah I haven't thought about it because of course these works are not very like they don't sell very well <laughs> are they for sale ah uh, they are for okay. sale yeah but. Of course, like installations are a bit hard to sell. Yeah, usually it's if, if a gallery or a museum wants to buy it, but it yeah. doesn't happen that often. Yeah, so mm, I have to think about it. If someone asks about, like, could I separate the things? Uh, actually, um, the robots that we talked mm -hmm. earlier, I had three of them. And then actually this Suomen Taide Yhdistys, the Finnish... Society of Arts, or how do you say it in English? Association. Association, yeah. They, they wanted to buy one of them. And I was a bit like, oh no. Oh my God, Mama, can, can you sell yeah, one baby? Yes, can I, can I separate them? But then I made the decision that I want to sell one of them because, yeah. of course, uh, they will be just in my studio, like hanging there if, if, I don't, if they don't get into the world. So I, I made that decision on base, basing or like based on the question like so they bought it for their uh, for their collection yeah yeah or they they kind of don't have a collection but they buy a lot of these small works and they have these uh, members or anyone can be a member uh, if they pay a small amount in a year uh, and then they have this um, event where they how do you say like um, they give like for the members, they um, give one of these works, or they kind of... Okay, uh, so your robot baby might go to someone else. Yeah, someone's home. Okay. <laughs> so oh, well, that would be amazing to just buy a robot baby, to just have it like yeah. following you around in the home like a dog. Oh yes. my god, <laughs> that is super cool. I really like that idea. Yeah. What, like, what is know. that? Do you have a pet? No, it's just my, my <laughs> robot Baby. baby it's my it's my cauliflower alien baby <laughs> yeah wow do they do you have them on in the studio are they like bumping around no 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 <laughs> my studio is a mess and they would be like just stuck everywhere yeah. all the time and it's also dusty and everything so they're just they're like resting yeah but the one Funny. is now Going to someone's there. home. Did it look sad when you were giving it away? I felt like it, yeah. it was a bit <laughs> sad. Even though they don't have faces or anything, right? No. Like none of your robots have faces. No, but the the sensors, uh, the uh, infrared sensors, they they looked a little bit like eyes. Mm. 
eyes of the crap or yeah, something. Sure. <laughs> but they don't have faces, no. But could you recast those, those other robots where you sold one? Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. And I can build more. <laughs> Would that feel weird, like that you have birthed this baby? Would it feel really weird to like replicate it? Or is that like sci-fi enough that it's okay to clone them? Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> And I, I have to also repair them sometimes because, of course, the techniques is not bulletproof. So I have to like yeah, yeah, sure. fix them and take some parts out. And yeah, nice. But uh, that's actually one thing. Like now we have been talking a lot of these like lively like robots or mm -hmm. feelings of them or how we feel It's about this them. Anthropomorphism, right? That yes. we are projecting a lot of like yeah. uh, human representation yeah. onto them. And that's, I think, it's very interesting for me. And I, I really want to, or I have researched it a lot in my works, like how we, how we feel about them if they move mm. in a certain way. Uh, so or, like movements that are more human or more yeah, animal than yeah, more animal feel. or plant-like. So or, our empathy is like easierly yes, uh, yeah, expanded yeah, to them. Yeah. And I think it's not a bad thing uh, to um, kind of have these feelings or like because you, we think like we humanize them. Uh, but actually it, it's part of like empathy. Yeah, uh, it's like... It's how we feel like we can actually have some empathy so yeah, i think it's a they good mimic thing us or yeah yeah and that's very a big part of my working <laughs> yeah did I, you read a lot of donna haraway <laughs> <laughs> not so much but yeah some <laughs> yeah no but it's i've been reading a lot about well not so much haraway but other things in the last two weeks about this because my thesis project also covers a little bit this area of uh anthropomorphism or apo apophenic is that what it's called yeah um, yeah because I've like recorded and composed the sounds of like machines in my studio and stuff yeah. so and then yeah, I have like realized their characteristics from the sounds that they make and how they mm -hmm. kind of like I feel like I have conversations with them and yeah, they all yeah. have different like tempers and so the fridge it will just break into song like whenever wow. and in the middle of the night when everyone is quiet then the fridge starts singing <laughs> super loud whereas like the electric kettle is really polite and only speaks when spoken to and yeah, is super nice. like uh, you know so yeah and then you you start to speak for them like something or like you start to Uh, well, I talk <laughs> or say some things for them. In the performance, I, I tell this story about them and I kind of like characterize them a little bit. But it's not like I'm putting words in their mouths. That would feel wrong. I just like describe their characteristics and their personalities. But yeah, it's a little bit this like being lonely for so long in your space that you start <laughs> considering your appliances like roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also like what is a conversation like I, th I feel like it is a little bit like a nonverbal interaction that you know I put water in the kettle and I put it to boil and then like yeah. it's boiling and it's making water and, and for me to drink and I don't know it's making sound and then I'm making sounds while preparing the coffee and yeah but uh, it's it's funny now when we think about it but of course in the future like all the machines and all the all these equipments might have much more like uh, 
intelligence and like I mean, characteristics. Char- how do you say it? characteristics? Yeah, characteristics. Yeah, and like actual robots that yeah, we will have, yeah, not yeah. just like an electric kettle, but that uh, we will yeah. have an actual robot with eyes that are blinking like ours. Yeah, and, and then we have to think about a lot of this uh, relationship uh, with mechanical beings and how mm-hmm. how how much empathy. We we will give them, or are they just like servers? And But that's like, why people find it so uncanny, right? With these yeah. robots that are made that actually like blink and stuff because they don't have to, and the only reason they make them do this is so that they feel more human. Yeah, and then it's like uncanny for people, super eerie because it's imitating us too much, and yeah. it's like it's playing with our empathy in this way that people don't like to be manipulated. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. That's true. Uh, and I also, when I made like research about the movements of robots, I mm-hmm. found this one documentary where one a dancer was like kind of searching different ways of moving machines, mm-hmm. and there was this one um, robot in the grocery store that was, I think it was cleaning or I don't know, some, doing something there, and uh, they figured out that if the If the robot is uh, coming towards the human, uh, and not only like stops, but also make this tiny movement backwards, mm-hmm. then it feels much more polite, and mm-hmm. then a human is not like uh, scared or kind of feeling that it's uh, attacking or kind of oh, yeah. Wow. So, so it's so not fronting you so much. Yeah, it's yeah, like taking yeah, a it, polite step yeah, back and giving you space. Yeah, to it move. gives you much more space. So those very tiny things, we immediately think like, okay, now it thinks like this or like. But this must be directly got like research from like normal human uh, body language and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Wow, so interesting. I wish yeah. I knew more about these things, like because it, of course, it is a thing, like body language and this, like yeah. how you move in space and stuff. And of course, someone programming a robot need to. Need to know those really things. consider. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it might go very wrong <laughs> if if you make a robot that is moving in a way that we feel scared about. Yeah, some of them look really freaky. Some of these uh, that look like dogs that can move in wild terrain and stuff like and yeah. they like something from horror movies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, Annabelle from my class in school has worked a lot previously with this like ethics uh, towards robots and stuff yeah. like how people are treating them and yeah we actually have a collective with annabelle and sophia oh yeah yeah wow <laughs> all the are... robot girls yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super cool <laughs> it's so interesting yeah hopefully in the year we have we'll have some something coming out but oh, yeah. now now we're been just planning and like kind of getting to know each other and stuff so oh, nice. let's see how it goes <laughs> yeah so what is the Like, how is your future? Is this series continuing, or uh, I don't know. My my head is so empty now <laughs> after this big show because I have uh, when I said to you that I started this one installation or the ideas like two years ago. It's a long time to be in the same work yes, process. Yes, oh I've been God. I've wow. been in of this working process. Of course, I have two new works, so I've been with these things 
for so long. Yeah, <laughs> but like the, I imagine, like the the culmination of then finally installing and showing it, and then like yes. what? Now, now my brain is empty, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Do you know this feeling, like when you have done something like a big, big work or big show, and then then after that you are like, can I really do any art anymore? <laughs> Do you know this feeling? Yes. I have this like, <laughs> am I an artist or what? Huh? Maybe, what's that? Maybe yet? I have to did do I, something did else I now. Use all my resources. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I don't have any ideas anymore. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do know. I yeah. do know those moments where so I have uh, this moment now. <laughs> I have these moments that if I am like, if I have a hard time focusing on the work and I find it a little bit boring the process, and then I'm like, what? If I don't even find my own work interesting, yeah. how am I ex ex supposed to get anyone else interested yeah, in it? Like, yeah. why am I even doing it if I don't want to do it? <laughs> I had so many of these uh, moments as well with this. But of course, both. when you're two years with the same work, you have to have those moments. Yes. No one can stay equally excited no, and engaged no, 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 for no. two years. No, that is no. insane. It's you get been, super yeah. bored with the process and the materials yeah. and like, oh, and then you regain and refine something. Yeah. But of course, like I've had these moments before also, like after exhibitions. So I know, I kind of trust now that something will happen like eventually, but now I will just rest and maybe like, yeah, have a holiday. And it's also summer. You deserve yeah, it. You earned yeah. it. There's still summer because I haven't had any summer holiday now because because of finishing yeah, this yeah. I really need to quickly go to the toilet yes so oh. okay and so oh yeah I wanted just to because I think I interrupted you before and got somewhere else but you said like about the empathy towards these robots and stuff that mm. you thought it was maybe a positive thing that we could identify more with them or like yeah. feel sympathy yeah so how is it that you're exploring that in your work is it just for yourself to like realize these things or do you want the audience to somehow realize it also um i i'm interested if the audience also get these feelings but it's not like that i really want them to have but kind of maybe i've made these uh, shapes and how they look a little bit like they're a bit cute in a way they and are quite cute yeah and you also call them babies like yeah. they are yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah not true but all of them are quite cute even the yeah. worms that are just little yeah they look like scrap plastic or something yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it somehow I, I also like enjoy them myself, but uh, of course I would be happy if someone else feels them. It's cute uh, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course like uh, the robots or, or like these very scientific things might also feel threatening for some. Yeah, uh, I mean... But uh, I I just want to kind of maybe explore this other side or this interesting and cute side of it and lovely things and like creatures that we will maybe live with and it's a good ambiguity yeah. to work with this yeah. uh, it is actually also it's a little bit like et right or this in, yeah. Str in stranger things one of the seasons where this one guy gets this little baby that then grows bigger and bigger yeah so it is a common theme right these things or um 
gremlins or something mm. well that's not so sci-fi but it's similar these yeah. things that are like on one hand super cute but then actually super dangerous or really like nasty or someone yeah. someone looks at it and thinks like ew and someone looks at it and is like oh that's really cute yeah yeah and they are like strange for us because they are not uh, creatures or living beings that we, are used we know to. and they yeah, don't have fur generally yeah. things with, with fur are yeah. e- like easier for people to comprehend yeah, somehow yeah, totally. they, something you want to touch is like yeah but of course, like some people really uh, think like snakes, for example, are very cute or like they want to have them as pets. True. So it's maybe something similar because they're not very cute and they can be very dangerous. I think the majority find snakes to be this phobia, yes. scary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because they're slithering and yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, and they are also, I think I have heard that they also maybe... Uh, can be this uncanny uh, feeling of it because they don't have uh, legs for example how the fuck does this animal yeah, move yeah. and yeah. it's not a uh, uh, water animal yeah, it's, it's true, very like true. you feel like this uncanny but there venue. are these types of snakes that are not actually really snakes but that have little legs have you seen them no I haven't oh they are funny looking they look like wrong like weird and so they are like um, they are like in the family of snakes yeah um, and they have little legs. Okay. Like, so are they like uh, that? They haven't just dropped out the legs. They have just it's kept like, them. <laughs> it's like a, during this it's evolution. It's another animal, I guess. It's just in the same family or something. But it really looks like someone has like attached, like photoshopped arms on the <laughs> like. I don't know. It looks stupid. It looks more stupid than having no legs yeah. somehow. Yeah. So maybe that's not so threatening anymore. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know. no, it makes it more silly. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think I can't remember what they're called, but I can, I can try to send you the name when I remember. Yeah. <laughs> or you can like Google snakes with arms and probably you will find it. Yeah, Yeah. I should. But you're right, like this uncanny thing, something that we don't understand which i guess actually people also feel that way towards like handicapped or disabled people Mm, mm. you know and it's really interesting i've worked with disabled people and there's such a bias towards what kind of disability we deem like more or less handicapping Mm, yeah and it's really strange so like the people i worked with they were physically and mentally uh, disabled yeah so they were like um, adult babies or like uh, mentally like children um, yeah. and then uh, they were all in wheelchairs and had different degrees of like physical mobility but most of them not very much yeah and there was like one person in this one house that I was in who could speak and then she was granted just so much more mental capability like projected onto her pe- because she could answer Verbally, I mean, the mm. others could still answer. They would just like you had to get to know them, and then you could see it in their eyes, or you could like yeah. ask them to nod their head in one direction, or they had little clues, little sounds and stuff. Yeah. But because she could verbally answer, people would ask her so complex questions. Like everyone else would be this almost like talking to a farm animal or something. People would really not even ask them they would mm. just like decide for them yeah, yeah. it's and a then, pity that people reacting like that yeah and yeah. her people would like ask her these long constructed sentences and questions and ask her like to make decisions and mm. stuff 
and she would get so confused because mentally she was not more capable than the others. Yeah. So she was granted like all this um, agency that she didn't know how to facilitate mm. and the others were not granted any even though they actually could like yeah, they decide could, then, as much as her. And then it happens that uh, if, if the people have this um, kind of um, how do you say like um like um like the or they yeah they Ver- have this verbal communication skills no no or, like no. the people who who think like they don't know how to oh, they yeah. have like, like this pre yeah yeah, or, yeah 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 exactly they're judgmental yeah and judgments they're, and, and they it, they're so biased that they don't even know it yeah and then they also make this happen that they cannot even learn more yeah, because sure. they don't. Uh, yeah, they don't ask those questions and so I give think them the, the stimuli and yeah. And so that's definitely uh, touching on the same that like our empathy and anything that mimics ourselves and like mm. anything that can relate or communicate in the same ways that we do ourselves or moves in the same way, we are like oh, this I understand because it's like me. Yeah. And so people who have the same like version of communication as yourself, you're like, oh great, we are on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, very limited. <laughs> yeah. As a human, but it's very yeah. I think many people have that, so maybe it's something. Yeah. Did you consider working more with AI or this more advanced version of like aliens and robots? Hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking about it and. For some reason, I I like this kind of um, I don't know, like it's not poor technique, but somehow it is like lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, uh, lo-fi. Somehow I have been exploring that now mm-hmm. uh, a lot, and uh, AI hasn't come to this yet. But maybe <laughs> someday. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but the low technique and how do you make lively like things with lower techniques is also very interesting for me. I also just thought about it in terms of agency because now we're yeah. talking about like empathy and and uh, like to some extent robotics agency and stuff or like mecha- all this and this like human representationalism and stuff. So yeah, I was like. Do you feel like your creatures are so much their own or do you want to work with it in this way that you actually give them more and more of their own life and their own agency? Is that a direction you want to or do you want to be in control? I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. But uh, I think that agency is also very uh, a big thing and also the agency of the materials. Yes. Uh, So that's also coming to this uh, that I'm a sculpture and uh, I feel like if I use different kind of materials they have also the agency themselves already so um, in what sense can you describe what kind of agency your silicone has for instance well uh, I feel like it's because it's flesh-like it it Mm -hmm. has this kind of softness in it but also a bit slimy feeling so of course I'm like kind of uh, how it looks, I immediately think like uh, how it's how is the um, how is the maybe something inside of the material, kind of a spirits or things like that. So I don't know if, if it's any right or or not, but but 
but that's the the things I immediately kind of feel like okay yeah. this is some kind of uh, <laughs> yeah slimy material and maybe yeah it's a bit softer than than the plastic for example here that's why I asked if you had read a lot of Donna Haraway I guess <laughs> yeah. I just read somewhere that she says we are not actually human because it's only our genomes are only like ah, found yeah. in about 10% of our actual mass and yeah, or something yeah, yeah. and so it's only about 10% of us that are like genetically actually human so yes. can you even call yourself a human yes. or what are we yeah and there's so like many living 90% beings. of us are like yeah. fungi and bacteria, yeah, bacteria and things that have their own agency and own agenda somehow that is yeah, yeah. that how, is not ours and we don't control it and how they like affect our brains as well yeah, and yeah, our, exactly. our decisions so and the, we are made up of like a majority of something that is not like in essence us yes or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's or like of course it's like how you philosophically approach it yeah. but yeah and then one interesting thing that is has been uh, in my mind when i've been doing this exhibition is this um theory or uh, maybe kind of religious thinking of panpsychism of what panpsychism I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, that's a theory kind of. Uh, and uh, if you uh, or in pan psychism, they is it English? Yeah, yeah. I think you can you can read it from there as well. Like how you spell it if you want to. <laughs> it's just pan psychism. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that means. That yeah. sounds really modern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when, when it has been invented, but uh, but they uh, think in this movement or theory that uh, in every th physical thing in the world has these mind-like qualities. So it's kind of like this religious way of thinking, but it can be also, um, as you said, Donna Haraway's way is more like the scientific. Well, like people we, who talk about this, like yeah. uh, like the the agency and and the existence yeah. of all these and like how how things are affecting each other so that's something i've been thinking about when doing also this soft robotics and uh could they have mind-like qualities as mm. well even though they are artificial but because of their move movements and, mm -hmm. and the materials uh what i've used and and how we think about them when we enter the space. So are there something agency going on or? And also like we breathe air to be alive and then you breathe air into the silicone. Yeah. And like, yeah. Wow. Maybe you can relate somehow in, in small, small parts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Super cool. Um, Maybe let's just wrap it up with like, how did you get this exhibition space? Like we are in this like, um, so Helsinki Art Museum is one of the biggest museums or galleries in Helsinki. Mm -hmm. And so this is the free part of the museum, right? Like the gallery yeah. where um, people don't have to... Oh, I just turned the volume up. Where people don't have to... Um, Buy tickets. buy tickets to get in yeah. and it's often more like up and coming artists who are here right yeah in this space yeah and then there is the next space is also it, i think i don't know what's the agenda of that one but there is different exhibitions as well there okay. but this space is for i think kind of emerging artists yeah, yeah. So and there is an open call 
Okay, so you yeah. just you applied to the open call, yeah. which is completely free. Yes. And how far were you with the works when you applied? Did you already have exhibition plans sketched out? And mm, some, uh, I had like uh, some sketches already, and then like thoughts, and of course like this uh, liquid crystal plastic. I have already started the 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 process, so I had some ideas already. Yeah. But yes. of course, it ended up quite differently. I mean, yeah, that's but part of the process. Yeah. You change a lot of things, you figure out pragmatically yeah. that some things don't work like you wanted, but... Yeah, but I think it was like one and a half years ago when I applied, okay. I guess. And then uh, uh, more than a year ago, I knew that I will have the exhibition here. <laughs> so I had a long time to think about it and process and come to the space and... Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it was really nice and I like these longer processes because my working is rather slow. Of course when I work I work quite intensively, but uh I really want to have a long period of time, not to rush kind of. Some of these things also physically take long time, right? The silicone takes a long time to cure properly, no? Uh not so long, no. Maybe a few hours. Oh, not that bad. Yeah. Okay. There are different kind of okay. silicone. But I mean, yeah. all of these processes with like casting and stuff, like there's yeah, so many rounds of the same work. Yes, somehow. a long time and all the techniques and technical parts and how uh, I have to look for so much information also, how to make them and order yeah. things online and uh, uh, yeah. stuff like that. So it takes time and I have to look for the people who know more about the <laughs> lights for example and <laughs> yeah but something like the work installation in the back room the the big one with the silicone babies you could have not your studio is not big enough that you could have installed that and checked how it yes. looked right yes so did you just like cross your fingers and hope that it would look how you imagined when yeah you came here? yeah Basically, yes. Did it work out? Uh, I had one uh, opportunity to try it out. Actually, quite the, as big space and that as that one uh, next to my studio because that was empty for a few days. So I was like asking, can I ha get the key keys and then try it out the so floor a bit? You brought the stuff here? No, no, no. In uh, next to my studio in Merihaga. Ah, okay. Yeah, there was one space that was almost as big as that one ah. so I had a little bit of idea oh, that's amazing that you could get a project space yeah. to test it. but of course I didn't have all those parts ready yet so uh, I just tested some of them and then I realized actually that the distance makes quite a lot of difference like how they look Mm. Actually, so yeah. it was very han like handy to and very helpful to look like in the bigger space before I came here. And don't you feel it's like that that you're working with something and on your table at home or on the floor it yeah. looks quite big and it takes up a yes. lot of space in the studio? Yeah, like you can't have that many of these silicone babies on one work table. No, no, no. But then when you bring them on the floor in this big space, they kind of like disappear yeah. almost. They seem tiny. Yes, uh, that's what, that was one thing. I knew that it will happen, yeah. and I was scared about it because in my studio everything looked course yeah bigger but it I takes more space somehow. yeah and everything was like because my studio is a quite mess <laughs> and everything was dusty and dirty oh, you and have a lot of plaster yeah, and concrete dust yes. going, uh. yeah and even though I tried to clean it but still there's so much stuff and my previous works and everything so I was actually like I felt like they look so crappy 
everything looks so crappy. But you can like rinse them, right? You can clean yeah, them. Yeah, I, I did that, but of course in that environment, yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. everything looks so crappy. But then in the end, when I brought them here and there's empty clean space, it feels okay. Now they look very nice. <laughs> and that's the thing about the minimalist white cube thing. Yeah, you know, it's few elements, so they look really elegant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in my studio. That was way different than, like atmosphere to look at them. Then, yeah. Do they always have so dim light in this gallery, or is it just a coincidence that both you and Harina kept this really gloomy vibe? Uh, I think it's yeah. Usually they have a lot of lights because okay. there's and many times there are paintings. Yeah, on the okay. Walls. Just in the back room, so, Harina had this super low light as yeah, well, and I like with like this black exhibition. prints on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So similar, yeah. like a. Uh, walking into a tomb or something yeah, true, yeah. True. it was really nice mm. exhibition i saw it yeah yeah wow is there something that um you wanted me to ask you that i forgot to ask or did you want to mention something else or ask me something i think i think we have covered quite a lot yeah we did right <laughs> yeah yeah that's good yeah i think uh, i don't have anything else to add now <laughs> Maybe oh. later on, when <laughs> like when it has been. It time. always happens. That's one of the consequences of not writing down any questions before. It's mm. that when I go home, I will remember three things that I wanted to ask you yeah. about. But you know, it's also limited. Is one conversation, yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. absolutely cannot cover it's, a whole, like totally understandable, a whole career or whatever in yeah, one yeah, talk. Totally. It's impossible. It's just this moment. Which yeah. is why I always try to just focus on the work and start from there, and then we get to know the artists. From that, yeah. so now we know a lot about you. Yeah. Based on based <laughs> Thank on this. Thank you for asking everything and <laughs> sure. <having> me. <laughs> oh, it was really great. I mean, I wanted to see this work, but uh, yeah, but it's always such a luxury to see it in this way. Yeah. To have the artist there for like two hours explaining yeah. about it. Wow. <laughs> Imagine if I would have just called you up. Hey, do you want to show me your exhibition for one and a half hours? Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah interesting. <laughs> Very demanding. Yeah. Um, do you have some kind of website or social media that you want to share with the audience where they can? Yeah, in my Instagram, uh, it's Laura Dalberry. You can find it, uh, and then. And how do you spell Dal your last name? D A H L B E R G. And then uh, you can find my website as well with the same name. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I will also Laura add Dalberi. links. In yeah, I will add links in the show notes, but yeah, it's always good you. to say it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, when I think I'm posting this in like three weeks, I think so. The show will still be on. Yeah. It's yeah. on until the 17th of September. Yes. And it, this will be up in like um, later here in August. So when you hear this, you can still rush to Ham and yeah. see this exhibition. Which is not so often that I manage to get them up in time that the shows are still on, so it's yeah, quite lucky. Yeah, it's um, very nice. Yeah, and maybe we will add links to like if there are any of these people you have or places you have talked about that yeah. we. Like, I will write you and ask. Yeah. Okay, so right. maybe that was it. This was Verbal Art with Senior Ram and my guest Laura. Da do, you, do you pronounce it Dalberi? Whatever I, is I fine. would say Dalberg, but that's just my... It's a Danish way of saying it. Or Swedish or something, yeah, I don't know. But I would say the G sound. Ah, And you yeah. say it a little bit like an I. Yeah, and like, kind of maybe Finnish ways to say it. 
Dahlberg. Dahlberg, yeah, okay. But uh, Swedish way, because it's Swedish surname, so you can say Dahlberg. Dahlberg, uh, but, ah, yeah, okay. The Finns roll Whatever their tongue fine. a lot, so it, <laughs> like, it always has a little whip lash at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah, thanks okay. a lot. Sure. Bye. Bye. Thank, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. it.